Hello and welcome to Podcast First Player, episode 126. I'm one of your hosts, Cal, and, as always, I'm joined by a man who doesn't even care about the World Cup, but all his German friends have blocked him since Germany's exit. His phone is now completely hands-free. It's only bloody Dan. I wondered where that was going. <laughs> hands-free. Not go. bad. It was a stretch and a struggle. It was that or the war. <laughs> I think you made the safer yeah. option then, yeah, definitely. Um... That, yeah, so how are you, young man? Good, man. I've got mad World Cup fever. Yeah, we are currently, as as we record this, we're in half-time of the uh, of the World Cup, England versus Columbia. Uh, predictions, Dan. We're going to turn this into like a, a sporting pundit podcast No, for like 12 seconds. No, I'm not oh. doing it. Okay, 12 seconds. Okay, fine. Um, Columbia, you're absolutely cheating, robbing bastards. <laughs> um, they keep on attacking players for no fucking reason. Um, I reckon England will use that as fuel and they're going to score at least one in the next round. Well, welcome to football, Dan. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Everyone's it. Everyone's a cheating bastard. I know, but I mean, there was a couple of dives in there as well, like clearly just sort of flopping on the floor. Mm. Like, as far as I'm concerned, right, they just do exactly what they, should, what they do in tennis. They've just got a mega screen and then they just replay it and the referee watches oh, the line. and then everyone can see them just drop to the floor for no fucking got, reason. They'll soon cut it out then. You've got people with... Uh, Cameras and stuff watching it, and then the ref. Oh, totally, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, by the time that's come about, we've fucking lost too much time, and then we end up having extra time. And well, extra time's fine to make sure that you know if if someone drops to the floor, you don't want to concede a free kick just because they've managed to drop on the fucking arse before the referee. This it. is why rugby's better. You have people like in football. You got people being paid like millions and millions and millions of pounds a week to fall over and pretend that they're hurt. And in rugby, they get paid way less than that, and they pretend that they're not hurt. Yeah, they just get up with a half their <laughs> yeah. leg hanging off. It's like, fine. Like, oh, I'm all right. Fine. I'm all right. I'm all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I deserved it. It's fine. Give me an orange slice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, news that isn't World Cup related, Dan. Please. Let's get on to it. If you're desperate for more Avengers Infinity War, Dan, you're in luck. According to Jim Starlin, creator of the Mad Titan himself, Marvel planning to release a special edition Avengers Infinity War. Thanos cut. I was going to go somewhere else with that, but decided not to. So, anyway, there's going to be a Thanos <laughs> cut um, with over half an hour of new footage. Hmm. I could, I could sit through a three-hour Infinity War. Well, Starlin uh, told, despite being on set and helping out directors in uh, the Infinity War... Um, there is a lot of cut. There was a lot that was cut out of um, Infinity War, including Thanos' backstory. So we're going to get over half an hour of how he got to where he did in the MCU. Okay. Now I'm pretty. That's like what twenty an extra twenty five percent of an already awesome film. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as it's a good backstory, then it's just an extra layer of frosting on top, yeah. I guess. Oh, I think. I mean, I get what they don't want to put cinema goers through a three-hour film, and they just say, "Look, this is like your DLC, basically." I'd have sat through it, to be honest. I totally would have, and I imagine that quite a few people would have. But you know, people are taking young children and stuff, and it's just like three hours in a cinema with people desperately hating you mm. to be quiet. Well, uh, I don't think they'd suffer it. Have you seen that uh, guy in America? I think he's in America. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, but he's been to see it like forty odd times since it was uh, since it's been released at the cinema, and uh, he's been. Why? I don't know. However, it was worth it because 
he's been given he he's going to the set for the like for filming of the sequel i think he's got like a non-speaking part in the film and he's got uh tickets for i don't know if it's him and his wife or whatever um to go and see the movie upon release yeah that's why would you do that there is no reason to see a film 40 times not in the space of time that i mean i there's probably a few films that i've seen that many times um, You're talking hundreds of pounds just to go and see that. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I've never been to the cinema that many times to see one film. Um, but like, I don't think I've been to the cinema that many times in my life. I definitely have. Um, but I don't know, especially a long film like that. I mean, I can't wait to see it again, but mostly due to like schedules and having a, a son and having to work around school and stuff. And the fact that the cinema is a lot more expensive than when I was young. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure I've only been to see it once. Um, but yeah, I think I've probably gone twice, maybe. But not 40-odd times. But the thing is, though, if you go and watch something 40 times and then they give you stuff for it, that's not like some guy who the cinema staff have noticed has been in there a lot of times and they've gone... Oh, you know, this guy's it, in here I think it's because he really loves tweeting. the film. I think he was tweeting. Yeah, of course he is. He's going, look at me... Yeah. I, I've been to see this 40 times look how much I support this yeah. hoping he gets something and then he will and do you know what's going to happen next one's going to come out and about a thousand yeah. people are going to go and see times. it 60 times yeah to, to try and get something because they want to be recognised and it's just pathetic and I hate it <laughs> go, sorry guys that's the last one we're not doing anymore <laughs> so you don't get nothing yeah of course it is like anything like that like there was a guy who um, sent in uh, bottle caps to Bethesda yeah that was, that, that was novel though that was but that was a good yeah. idea. I like that because that that was just him saying it was almost like you know they, they just had the bottle tops around, and then they just went, oh fuck it, let's just see if we can get a free copy of like we've worked it out and we know how much this is going to be worth in um, actual real world money. Here's as, here's as many bottle caps as we'd need for for Fallout. Yeah. And they go, oh that's clever. Yeah, all right, give them a game. Sure, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that. But if anyone else sent them in, they'd go, what are you sending this shit for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our blue bin is full of <laughs> bloody bottle caps. Yeah, uh, I'd, stuff like that. I think it's fine, but like you say, it it just starts a kind of bandwagon. Of course, um, it is the fucking Tide Pod challenge, the Cinnamon challenge. Anything with a challenge at the end of it is just people going, "Look at me, I'm doing a thing that other people are doing." Yeah. I mean, it doesn't smack of originality at all. How many people do you reckon actually know? I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head what the uh, like the ice bucket challenge was for. Like ALS. that was it. How many people do you know that, that? How many people do you think that did those challenges actually knew what um, what the charity was actually raising awareness of? No, I mean you could go back and find anyone who did a video and ask them what it was for. Yeah, and they probably no. That's what that. I mean by like, the people who's like the fact I is though that, blah blah blah. Yeah, the the point of it is, it's just like okay, you you donate money to charity. If you're not going to donate money to charity, you've got to have this water on you and film it and then nominate some other people but people are just going oh I'm going to do this and I'm just going to tell other people to yeah, do it yeah that's what that's all they were cool. doing yeah I mean you know I, I'm, I'm hoping that it raised a whole bunch of awareness for uh, I think it's Lou Gehrig's disease yeah. isn't it um, but people have got to stop pretending they're Jesus just because they dumped a bit of water on themselves and then didn't give any money I mean, to charity I know, I know a lot of people that did it at like pubs and stuff um, and like, like all the people at the pubs actually donated money for said person to do it. They did it, 
um, they nominated somebody else, but all the money that was raised like on that day was donated. And I'm talking Good. like, I mean, some of them loaded like a few hundred quid, but that's better. It's like five pounds better than nothing. Um, mm. But it was like a couple of hundred quid. I think somebody raised like a thousand or something. Um, but it all got donated, and that stuff I'm fine with. Yeah, of course. But there's there's absolutely no reason other than your less than 15 seconds of fame. Even less if you're on my Facebook feed because I won't fucking watch it. Um, <laughs> but it's literally just people going, look, I got wet. Now I want you to get wet. Yeah. And like, not donate anything. And it's stupid. I'll make I it into it. a vine and maybe I'll get some more followers or whatever. There's actually a really good vine. This has got nothing to do with that. But uh, you know Blaine from Rooster Teeth? Um, yes. He's watching. It's actually on his Instagram, but I think it was off off his Vine channel when Vine was a thing. And he's watching. Um, oh shit me! The drug series on Netflix. Narcos. Narcos yeah. And he's like, he's, uh, he says, I'm just just started watching Narcos. Uh, it's been it's been recommended to me. Um, I like it. I don't know. And he like he says, I'm just I'm just here. And he like turns the phone. Um, to the screen to show like where he is and he goes yeah he says, I'll give, I'm going to give it a go and just see how it goes but when he turns the camera back he's dressed completely like the guy <laughs> and he's got like a little moustache and he's, got, he's done his hair and everything he says oh, so I'll check back in with you guys later I'll let you know how what I thought about it <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> but I like stuff like that's funny but I just don't agree with um, people using things just because they think well, it's yeah. cool remember Joseph Coney remember that the whole oh, world was yeah. in an uproar for about two months, and then everyone forgot. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I am in that minority that forgot. I didn't get all up in the air about it because nothing's been done up to when it was a thing. So it's just it's just another thing for people to try and jump on the bandwagon. If it's like, like you say, once that bandwagon's in motion and people know that it's getting exposure, they'll throw themselves in front of oh, it yeah. just to try and get a bit of the action. Yeah. I mean, the only the only fucking videos that I watched is when they fucked up and they'd like drop a bucket on the head from like two stories up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just or, like someone was doing it with a, a, a bulldozer, like a digger, and full of water. Like, nice. they were, yeah, it was full of water, and then it was just supposed to be dumped on it. But then they, I don't know if they pulled the wrong lever or what, but it just dropped it down and just bonked it <gasps> on the head. And I was just like, that's what you fucking Fuck deserve, you idiot. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I might have, I might have to find yeah. this one afterwards. It's really good. You just proper conks him as well. I still think it's in its infancy, but Sony has had a lot of unprecedented success with the PSVR, even though it's a lesser hardware-intensive kit than either the Oculus or the Vive. But it's already sold more oh. than both of them put together. Well, they did some pretty good bundles. It's because it's cheap, and there's already there's more people with PS4s than there are with gaming PCs capable of running a VR headset. Yeah, very much so. Um, so it was just, I think it was a risky move, but it, it's paid off. And I think, realistically, people will buy a PSVR and go, this is pretty good. But, I mean, you used it for um, the uh, Bridge Commander, whatever it's called, the Star Trek one. Uh, yeah, and yeah. You know, like, pretty good, but it's not the best. On a on a better one, yeah, yeah. this would be incredible. So yeah, for imagine sure. the amount of people buying it and then going, oh, now I want to I wanna evolve to the next step and you go for an Oculus or Revive or even the uh, Windows Mixed Reality headsets um, and if I don't know I think it's 
there still isn't a killer app for VR that makes me no. want to go, right, here's 400 pound upwards. Give yeah, me a I mean, things headset. like Doom and Fallout and Resident Evil Doom would give me a fucking stuff. stroke. I mean, <laughs> they're, you know, they're enhanced by it, sure. But there's nothing really that, that says, look, if you want to play this, You've got to get a VR for it. There's no point in doing exactly. it elsewhere. The worst thing with Fallout... I mean, like, even Bridge Crew, they released a non-VR required yeah. version. What's the point? So, I mean, it, it's thematic. It's the experience. Yeah. But I don't want to spend 400 quid on an experience. No, no, no. But I'd rather play the VR version than the mouse and keyboard version. Um, in most instances, yeah. No, of, I mean, of, probably of, not Resident of Evil. Of the Star Trek game, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's... I mean, that's something that's... I don't know if they specifically designed it to translate to mouse and keyboard originally. Um, but for me, that was the first thing that came along, but it was just like, maybe it'll be worth it. Just on, oh, you was just very, on the very license close alone. to buying it. I honestly was. Um, you even considered buying a PS4? No, I, I still would have gone for the, um, the Vive, for sure. Um but it's, I mean, it's there's a lot of expenditure just in one thing, just for one game. Yeah. Um, and at, at, even now, I mean, I'm sure that it's a much more reasonable price, but there's still, I mean, that would be great, but eventually you would still get bored of it. And then all of a sudden you've got a VR that maybe isn't being supported anymore and no one's making anything yeah. for it anymore. And then what do you do? I think there's still very, very, uh, like, big obstacles to over overcome with VR. Uh, motion sickness is still on massives. My friend actually bought an Oculus Rift last week. Um, and he's, I can't remember what game he was playing, but you, you look with your head, but to turn you have to use like the right analogue on the uh, on the uh, Oculus controller. And he says as soon as you turn, like his, his stomach went every single time. He said there was no way he could play it without feeling sick. Some games yeah, some that game sounds, that's too bad, but yeah, I mean that seems like it's more of a user issue rather than nah, a hardware issue. This is issue. literally every. I don't know a single person, like either personally or via the internet, that doesn't get motion sickness at some point. Well, I fucking didn't. Yeah, how long did you play? I it absolutely for? didn't. Like Fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, it's a good half an hour. Easy. No, but all that isn't. You're all you're doing is moving your head and like uh, manipulating the stuff with your hands. You don't get up and walk around and stuff. No, I don't think you can get. No, up. you can. You can go to different rooms, and f from what I believe, because um, I've only used an Oculus once, and that it wasn't anything worth writing about. Um, but I believe that games that require you to move, the ones where you can teleport, like so, you look where you want to go, point, press a button, and yeah. it teleports you there. They are far better than the ones that have because it's your brain is telling you one thing, and if you move the controller to move, that's what sends makes you feel sick. Well, it's a it's a case of disassociating yourself from what you're actually doing. So if you just if you still think that you're a fixed camera thing that moves with left and turns with right, and you just have the extra advantage of being able to look around you at the same time. As long as your brain can deal with that, it shouldn't be I an think issue. It's said to them. This, this is like I said, oh, yeah, this totally. isn't a I mean, handful this, of people. This is like thousands and thousands of people. It, this is a, a, it's a learning curve, sure. But 
the fact is, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend stupid money on something like that, make sure you can fucking use it properly first. Well, I I don't know. I'd like to think we're gonna get there at some point, but I don't think it's gonna be this iteration of of VR headsets. Um, um, no, I'd like I'd like to think that the you know the Hololens or something would be something that would be. I don't even think that's gonna I'd, be a thing. No, it's it's not anymore. But I, I'd like to think that that would be the the kind of the breakthrough. You know, that's the VHS to the VR Betamax, um, and all of a sudden Betamax. it's super affordable, and you can just you know interact with things on your own desk whilst yeah. you're playing, or like that's the map or something. Like th- there's there's far more potential for me for something like that where you don't have to physically change your own environment. Mm. Um, so you know something like it's like an enhanced AR basically that links in with the game that you're playing. So like. You know, like in the DS or whatever, you've got the second screen that is usually like an inventory or a map yeah. or something, you know, along those kind of lines. Something like that that just kind of enhances the experience. Yeah, yeah, I'd be right with that. that. That would be nice. But again, you've got to have that price point. Otherwise, no one's going to buy it. And if no one's going to buy it, like, because they, they need to obviously go, how, how advanced can we make something like this? And how much money can we really afford to spend on it compared to how much is actually we're going to have to charge for it? And then the amount of people that will be willing to pay that amount, do we can we recoup the cost sort of thing? And with sort of current technology and like holograms and stuff, I really doubt well, the it. The mixed reality headsets they don't require like like a PC running like a dual 1080 Ti setup or anything. Um, they can run on like notebooks and stuff. Uh, I think it's more limited to what you can actually do on them. But um, it's again. I still don't. I mean, you're still talking like 300 quid for like an entry level mixed reality headset. Yeah. Um, and I think at some point we're going to get to like this Minority Report style thing that you that you you want. But I don't think we're going to get there anytime within the next couple of years. No, certainly not. But anyway, I mean, you know, we're only get, we're only just at a point where they're putting heads up displays in cars. Mm. And I mean, that's again the most bog standard version you could do for a HUD yeah. so it's just like speedometer like as soon as there's like warnings and weather warnings and sat nav and stuff yeah. built into the physical screen like damn give me that future yeah. that's real future cyberpunk yeah future. because like once you've got integrated that kind of technology into something as proliferant as the car industry and how much money that can be made in that as soon as there's millions of people paying for yeah. it it becomes a lot cheaper to make oh. and then something could be picked up by the gaming industry maybe and then it can be you know like a, a second screen that's see-through or like a, a screen that goes around your monitor yeah. that's got other bits and pieces on that you can touch or whatever you know something along those kind of lines the, the the potential is there it's just developing the technology and making it affordable look at 3d and that's where i mean like yeah 3D absolutely tvs were like super expensive when they came out and then Nintendo obviously went down the 3DS route with like the glasses free 3D, and now you you can't even buy a new TV with 3D on it. And then Nintendo released the 2DS, which hasn't got the 3D aspect of it because it just didn't catch on. Um, yeah. well, I mean, we've both got 3D TVs. When was the last time you used you used the 3D option on it? Can't even remember. To be fair, in fairness to my TV, I don't really watch a lot on it anyway. Yeah. I mean. I, like and it's 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 used mainly for PS4 stuff, um. But in fairness, when you do have a 3D capable game and you put it the 3D on, in most instances it does make it look a lot better. 
I remember when we played uh, Child of Eden at mine. Oh god, um, barely. Yeah, yeah, that was really good in 3D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Killzone Crisis 3, 3 was as well. in 3D. Was yeah, yeah, that was as well. There's quite a few good games. Um, the, mm. It was just... It didn't add enough to it where... I mean, I could justify spending the amount I spent on my TV because I just bought a house. And I was like, I want a nice big TV for the living room. Yeah. And I had leftover cash. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's buy it. Um, but I mean, like now, I was, I was going to get a 4K TV a few months ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait a little bit longer. And I bought a Switch instead. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but I don't regret it. Switch is fucking brilliant. And then I'm going to get a 3D TV like in November. So a 4K TV even. Not 3D. Yeah. I've already got one. Anyway, speaking of TVs and movies and stuff, um, Uwe Boll is planning to sue Warner Brothers over Rampage. Why, did he already attempt well Rampage? Done. Everyone's favourite director who specialises... No, he's... No, 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 no. <laughs> the director who specialises in uh, video game adaptations that tend to receive highly negative reviews from critics and... <laughs> Blood rain. <laughs> uh, ...has issued a statement accusing the new movie, which is itself an adaptation of a video game, of using... It's a very good quote, film. It is. We watched it oh, at the weekend and it was very good. Yeah, I will say it was for just a big stupid monster film. Ticks all the right well boxes. Done. Little bit of trivia for you. It's actually the highest rated video game movie. Well, and that, that makes me feel bad for Tomb Raider. Because yeah. Tomb Raider should have been so much better. Shut up. It wasn't. Um, but quote, he's um, accusing a new movie of, quote, using his brand, brainwashing America and helping the military industrial complex. What? Bull directed an unrelated trilogy of uh, movies called Rampage. Uh, where a man decides to go on a killing spree murdering innocent civilians. I know it's very similar to the Dwayne Johnson movie about a giant gorilla, but <laughs> bear with me. Um, da, da, da. He quotes, We are living now in a world where independent movies are dead and the big players only are making all the money. Uh, they then use developed brands and ideas from established series, such as my own Rampage films, in order to make even more money. It's unfair, but typical. <laughs> the new Rampage movie will shrink my brand and my revenues uh, that I can make in future with my Rampage movies. It also confuses the audience. I want Warner Brothers to change the title, especially because the new movie has nothing to do with the Rampage and looks more like Jumanji 2 and is one of those typical feel-good popcorn bullshit movies that the studios use to brainwash America even more. All these kinds of movies, including Transformers, Avengers, are all helping the military-industrial complex in America to win and have, horrible word, like Trump, be it, uh, an American president, who would say the earth is flat as soon as they think they can benefit from this. Now, this is the same director who created what uh, Dan already mentioned, Blood Rain, and everyone's favourite, Blubberella. A film about an obese woman with explosive footsteps who uses a dual sword against people who ridicule her. She's also half vampire, has perfected the ultimate cotton candy recipe, and fights Nazis. Yeah, he sounds like <laughs> a forgotten genius in his time, doesn't he? So, uh, his movies, uh, the Rampage trilogy, where Mango's this just decides to go and shoot innocent civilians. Um, he thinks that that is going to be affected by the uh, 
the video game movie Rampage, which is about a gorilla, a wolf, and an alligator or a crocodile. Um, they get this genetic edited uh, stuff inside them, and they get big. <laughs> mm. So I can understand where people might get them confused. <laughs> The thing is, though, if he's saying that that's a rip-off of his films, then surely he would owe Nintendo. What? Yeah, I mean, this guy went on a rampage. If he's saying that that's based on his films, then his films is based on their game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, what a delusional bellend. (laughs) The thing is, though... Oh, man, is, is he just trying for literally any grasp and attempt... To get his name still in people's mouths, other than in bitter form. I think. I mean, I'm really excited to see where this where this case goes, um, and I'd, I'd like to see the representatives at Warner Bros. when they get the news that they're they're going to get sued because of this. I, I want them to take them to court for this, it won't and they just court. go, "Sure, <laughs> defend yourself. We've got the money. We're making tons off Rampage at the moment. Fire away." Also. Seeing as you pretty much only make video game movies and not one of them <laughs> has ever gone, you know what, this one could be it. This could be the film that, that breaks the cycle. Not one of his films has ever done that. Rampage comes no. out, it's just a tongue-in-cheek action monster movie, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, he's right. It is a big, dumb popcorn film. But What's wrong with that? But, well, for one, what's wrong with that if it's actually entertaining? That's the point of going to yeah. the cinema. Two, have you seen the source material it's based on? I mean, the fact that they managed to dredge any kind of a story from that is miraculous. A good story at that. Well, a, a decent story. It's a story. story. It's a story. Um, I mean, they just said, here's an arcade game from 40 years ago, and we will, you know, it's a big... There's a big gorilla, there's a big lizard, there's a big wolf, and your job is to control those and blow up buildings and eat people. Let's turn that into a yeah. film. I mean, maybe there's maybe there's a cut-off, right? So that you can get away with, probably because the rock's in it. And yet, Battleship, that's a game... Uh, well, it's a board game. And it's, it's not really a board game, is it? It's not played on a board per se. Yeah, it's a board but game. You, you'll find yeah. it in the board game section in a toy store. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. So if we call that a board game then. So that's a film about a board game. And Rampage is a film about a very not great, I'll be honest, not great arcade game from the 80s. Like, maybe that's the sort of the cutoff. So it's like board games don't work, but retro games where there is no story. So like with Tomb Raider, people can watch Tomb Raider and go, did you not even play the game? Yeah. But with Rampage, how, how could you possibly compare the two? They jump around, they smash a bunch of buildings up, they're all giant and big, and then there's people with well, guns and people, then a gorilla. Because in the game, the people that get turned into these monsters. Yeah. But then it's, you know, the military is after you and stuff, so you're still munching on people and yeah, stepping yeah. on tanks and whatever. You're the bad guys. Yeah. So, that, if you, you could change every element of that and just have a big gorilla, a big lizard, and a big wolf, and people still go, sure, <laughs> as long as it's good, people aren't going to go, well, I, I, I love the game, but I, I just didn't think he'd spoke to me as a gamer. Like, Tomb Raider, I hated the end of that film because they it. shat on the game. Still haven't watched it. Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but let's, let's just, you know, try and establish something, right? So Tomb Raider, Lara Croft is an archaeologist, a historian, 
a very, very clever woman. Um, also a complete and utter badass as well. So she's a very logical, almost scientific person. And then she keeps finding herself in situations where there is something with a magical or mystical element or whatever. And she's just like, no, nah, it's bullshit. Until she sees it and she's like, well, oh, right, okay. And then she sort of follows the, the path down there. And the first half of that film seemed like it was kind of going down that way where she would be a skeptic and a doubter and a logical person. And then, like, when faced with those kind of things, and then those things just don't happen. And you just like, you could have literally taken her out of that, put in a other person, and then just said, uh, ancient Japan <laughs> Tomb Raider film. And that would have been it. You could have had zero connection to the games at all, and it still would have been a not great film. Yeah. But you, the fact you base it directly on a very popular and very well done reboot of a video game, a beloved video like game a movie. for many, many people. And yeah, the fact there's already two movies in it anyway. No, I mean, like, it's very, uh, like a cinematic adventure game. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the thing. They had literally, that's what made the game, the game good. It was in the same way if you wanted to try and make a Metal Gear film, and people should never try and make a Metal Gear film. Escape from LA. <laughs> try and make a Metal Gear film that explains all of Metal Gear. You could probably get away with a Metal Gear Solid film. Only if all the bullshit about like liquids and brainwashing and clones and all of that, they just go, we can't, we haven't got enough time. It's got to be two hours, it's got to be a guy breaking into a place, finds a big robot, turns out the guy's his brother. Spoilers. And people go, brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's 20 years old, fuck off with your spoilers. But if you try and actually explore and explain the world of Metal Gear... That would have to be a Netflix series on I its own. I don't think... You... We've been playing these games for many, many, many years, Dan, and we still don't understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> there would be three episodes just completely dedicated the, to There would be three episodes where it's just the intro scene. We're like, Snake Eater. Well, there's your, there's your intro straight away. Fucking brilliant intro. So good. What great, so yeah. fucking good. The titles as well. That's what I mean. Oh, man. Guns of the Patriots, man. Right. What a game. But again, you've got to play it about six times to get yeah. what the fuck's going on. Because it seems so... It's just like it was grounded and it's real. And then here's a vampire. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, it just proper throws you out. One of my favourite things of that game is the install. Where you're just watching Snake have a smoke for like 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> See, the thing is though, they, they, they do this thing where they're just like... Um, like he's, he's going through a, a room or something and Narcon comes on. It's just like... Oh, Snake, you, it, it seems like it's about time to change the disc. And it's like, ah, well, this is a PlayStation 4. We don't need to change the disc. Everything's just... And it just brags about how powerful the hardware is. And then it's just like, oh, you're going into a new area. Yeah, we need to reinstall the entire game. Um, grab a sandwich. You're going to be here for a while. I mean, that's that's more complicated yeah. and time-consuming than changing a disc. You just you go, okay, well, I'll take that disc out, put the next disc in, loads, bang, yeah. done. It doesn't have to load, like download, install, and then 20 minutes later, then you can carry on playing. That's not a more efficient way of playing it. Don't bring attention to that, you it's idiot. It's also PlayStation 3. I know, but PS3. <laughs> anyway, I think, uh, just before we go, that instead of making these Tomb Raider films and these Assassin's Creed films and the such like, they should just stick to the Resident Evil method 
of not making... What, just have literally nothing no, 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 to no, do no. with any of the games? Stop making these shitty fucking live-action films with uh, Mila Djokovic, whatever her name is, because of the fucking dog shite. And just keep making the CGI films, which are fucking brilliant. Fan, uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Um, Spirit Within and um, Advent Children. Children were fucking great. Absolutely great films. Uh, Final Fantasy Kingsglaive, um, which was like a, a pre-story to Final Fantasy Fifteen. That was fucking it was that, brilliant. Uh, Dead Space, Dead Space, something yeah, or other. That was a good one. Reclamation or something. That was it was a make uh, animated one, not a CGI yeah, one, well, but it's yeah, still it really still good. good. But make a CGI. Gets to Square Enix to make the film. Don't even do that. All you need to do is you just take the premise and you just build outside of the I game. They that clearly people can't do it. But you go, okay, let's make a Bioshock film, oh. and people go, oh, Bioshock, love Bioshock. All you have to do is just you could have an entire TV show about it, and it's just Rapture. Yeah, it's just what happens in Rapture. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Oh, here comes fucking Bucky Dewitt, or here comes whoever it was in the bloody. Well, this is one. what they're doing with the John Wick's TV show, aren't they? It's all based in the hotel. and Exactly. You just take, that's a really popular franchise. We'll just, and then there'll be little nods and, oh, maybe it can integrate itself into the actual game story somehow. That's fine. Don't try and do it shot for shot if you're not going to do it shot for yeah. shot. If you puss out halfway through, people will hate you for it. Well, what do you think, are we going to include The Witcher series as a video game to like, live action adaptation? It depends on how good it is. If it's great, then yes. If it's not, then no. Because <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't have any slurs against The Witcher. It's not allowed. Wow. <laughs> See, I, I'm super excited for that because I genuinely do think that, that is, they've actually got a platform and it's Geralt just adventuring, just witchering around. Do you think it's going to be and like that, Hercules, the legendary adventure? <laughs> maybe. I hope not. I don't know. That would be kind of interesting. I think we spoke about it before no. with uh, Andromeda, where because obviously Kevin Sorbo plays like the captain in Andromeda, and yeah. like there's an episode where there's a girl, and she's in his like uh, in his room on the ship, and he comes in and she's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Nothing. Get out!" And he like throws her out, and then like he closes the door and turns around, and then he gets like this chest from underneath like his bed, which is what she was pointing at. And then he looks around, and then he opens it up, and he gets like, a blonde wig and a and a sword, <laughs> and he just like smiles, and then puts it in the chest and puts it away, and then nothing is ever said about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Hercules and Xena didn't take themselves too seriously at the time, well, anyway. I'm pretty sure in one episode of Hercules there was a time traveler, probably like some guy from the rad nineties comes back in time. It's just I loved out with it. Hercules. That and Xena. Were what was brilliant. what was Xena's mate called? The the bloke who was like a ah oh, the purple. Uh, he wore like um, that purple vest thing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure he was hanging around with him at some yeah. point. I don't know. He's just, he it was, was just great. very odd. Lucy Lawless, actually, is in uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. How oh, is she? Find away. Um, Who, actually, speaking of these kind of films, the, um, the, the, the big bad from Rampage, that woman, Caitlin something yeah. or other, what is she I from? Because I recognise. I, I asked, actually asked Zoe the same question with her, and the you know, um, oh, I forgot his name now, but he was like the big bad military guy. He got like spoilers. He got eaten by the wolf. 
Oh, um, that's um, Flash from um, Spider-Man. He's going to be the new Deathstroke. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I can't remember his name. But him. Oh, um, some th- oh fuck. Joe Joe Bangalone. Yeah, that's it. Something like that. Uh, not him, anyway. One of his like lieutenant people. I don't know. But like the he had like a ginger beard and a shaved head. He was on the plane with him, and he, he gets killed as well. He's been in helicopter. Lo- uh, helicopter. You keep, sorry, you sorry, can't sorry, get these sorry. things right. Uh, he, he's. It's like been you've got aerial vehicle dyslexia. <laughs> he he's in loads of stuff as well, and I I, I, kept, I kept meaning to have a look, and I forgot. Like when we got when we got I home, I was just like, it's like literally it? the only other one of his guys that was talking. Yeah, yeah, him. He's yeah, been in loads of stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And the uh, the brother of that woman as well. Um, yeah, I do recognise him from something, but yeah. I can't remember. But her, definitely. You know, he I he just, looks like a thin foggy. I, he kind of reminds me of Stifler. He's definitely not Stifler. <laughs> no, I said he reminds me of him. I didn't say he was. I know he's Sean William Scott. Is, Nobody say. else does anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I know him. Um, oh, shit. He played like some teenager, like a proper stoner teenager from something. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Stifler. <laughs> Know that guy? I thought yeah, it we'll, seemed we'll like long black hair. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. This podcast was brought to you by uh, Blueberry, which is a uh, premier podcast hosting service. And with Podcast Host Player, you can get one month absolutely free. Just go to blueberry.com and use promo code PVP and start your podcasting adventure today. Dan, what's yeah. on your monitor? What is on Dan's monitor? What is on it today? Who knows? Left. Uh, right. <laughs> just kind of paint, pounding through it. So I'm just going to change it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one you'll totally get. We were actually talking about this very picture the other day, possibly on the last podcast. Um, is it a picture of me? Oh. No. <laughs> um, can I have a clue? Um, he's yours. There's Logan. Yep. Uh, is it Logan in his? Deadpool and Predator hoodie. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Only one clue. So good. Nice job. Thanks, well man. Done. I couldn't have done it without you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, what's coming up on the, the channel and the stuff and everything else? Um, I'll tell you, Dan. <laughs> I, I, that genuinely stumped me for a second then. I have no idea. Um, we are going to be doing some Far Cry Arcade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally yeah, forgot about and that. I know you bloody did. Yeah, you cheeky little fuckwit. Yeah, yeah. um, me and Zoe will be doing some more Kalanzo bullshit in the form of Crash Bandicoot. The new one. Okay. Well, I think that we. Because we really enjoyed the last personal peanut we that we did. Um, and that was bringing back an old thing that we did many, many moons mm-hmm. ago. So I'm going to pitch you another idea, and we're going to do that. Calm down, explore the internet. Hey, that's a really See, old... That was like our fourth video. <laughs> old baby, was it? But we were fucking going? pissing ourselves watching that. That, that was, was amazing. Funny. We'll try it. We'll see so what we could get out we'll of it. We'll do some more of that. If, it, if you never see it, it's because we tried it. And it was yeah, garbage, it so worked we just as well as it did last time. <laughs> Look, that was great. The old tampon up the nose, brilliant. The stuff you can find on the internet. But yeah, there's. I still don't know why he had a North Korean flag. He was North Korean, maybe. 
He totally was not North Korean. You don't know. You don't know where Casio's from. Um, I think he's from Keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's out of this world, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, shout out, if you're listening, Casio, shout out. <laughs> he's probably still asleep. Probably. Mate. He's waiting for us to wake him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll try some more Calendar and explore the internet, and we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll get this bunch of other stuff that we haven't actually particularly planned out too well. Um, but the Patreon page that we mentioned last podcast will be up this week. So if you'd like to support us on there, everything will be on the website and on Twitter um, and maybe in the link of this this description if we go back and change it. Uh, so if you would like to support us, then you can head over there and see what we're doing. There's a bunch of stuff, including the show that we'll uh, record straight after this, which is the PVPPS, which is the podcast versus player post show. Um, and there's a bunch of free stuff, uh, a bunch of stuff you get. Sorry, on the on the Patreon page. Disclaimer: It's not free. Um, well, it's free after you paid for it. <laughs> it's a bloody bargain, is what stuff, it is. Shall we say? But it sure as hell ain't you get free. Get all this shit before it goes up on iTunes, Castbox, YouTube, Stitcher, etc. Um, and you get exclusive stuff that are only on Patreon as well, including. The exclusive comic, uh, PvP comic, Calendar Space Architects, which may I say is probably the finest comic book ever produced. It's alright. It's not great, but (laughs) it's fun. So hopefully you'll like it. Um, And there's a bunch of other things. Everything's listed on there. So even if you don't end up uh, supporting, just at least check it out. It it means a lot. So, uh, Dan, have you got any moving inspirational words before we go? Um, don't be a larbage. Throw out your garbage. I like it. You're hired. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs>